Hello, this is Mike from ConcertBlast.com. Before we start the episode 229, the Rick Springfield documentary movie of An Affair of the Heart, I just want to put out a plea to all of our listeners and readers on Concert Blast that we are in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign. If you're not familiar with Kickstarter, that means we're trying to raise money for our expenses. We have the Memphis in May Bill Street Music Festival we're going to the first weekend in May. And we're trying to raise money to cover our expenses. We also have other expenses too. Our web hosting fees are due and our domain name fees are due as well. So please, if you can and if you would, consider helping out Concert Blast. To help us out, just get on to ConcertBlast.com and you'll see a special blog. The key point of this is the deadline is Sunday night, May 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't hesitate. We need your help. We need your support. We don't have a corporate sponsor, and we're looking for our friends to help us out. Of course, we'll be pitching in our part, too. And now, episode 229, the Rick Springfield documentary movie, An Affair of the Heart. Our coverage from the Nashville Film Festival. Enjoy the episode. You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. So in the 70s, Linda Blair and Rick Springfield dated for a while, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for a good while. Which became her love for rock stars, I guess. Because she went to Neil Girardo, Ted Nugent, and others. I, I forgot that. You're right. I liked when he was doing the book tour, and he was talking about the depression. He teared up, got emotional, and that's just him. I like the Swedish rock festival. Like, why was he at this rock festival? Yes. Then you look out, and they're singing the songs. They're jumping up and down. They got him. My favorite part was when, with the two husbands, when the nice husband was talking all about how he wants his wife to be happy, and he's happy to help her to be happy, and he understands where it's coming from, because that's what my husband does. You know, from the beginning, he made it pretty clear that his family, that's his private space. So um, we respected that. After the festivals, what's the next plan for this project? Well, we have a sales agent on who's taking it to distributors, and we're looking at potential theatrical release, and then, you know, video on demand, and DVD, and online, and all those different avenues, as well as international. That'll be for the world. And television, of course. You're listening to Concert Blast, and this is Sylvia Kaminer with An Affair of the Heart. Hi, this is Melanie Lentz-Janney with Yellow Rick Road Productions, and you are listening to Concert Blast. Hi, this is Rick Springfield, and you're listening to Concert Blast. This is Mike Arnold, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee at the Natural Film Festival. And guess what? I'm at the Rick Springfield and Affair of the Heart showing. And we're here with a lot of Rick Springfield fans. And you can bet we're going to have a good time tonight. Hey, man, what's your name? Jim Weaver. Of course you're going to be here. I'm always here. (laughs) And you got Jim, you got your whole clan here tonight, don't you? Yeah, everybody's here from Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee. And we're Georgia. Yeah, can't forget Georgia. Hey, I'm from Tennessee. Mike from Tennessee, yep. (laughs) 
Got to have a mic. Mike's the Okay, man. what we're going to do is go down the line here. You just say your name, where are you from? Oh, and there's our friend Sue. Hi, Mike. <laughs> here we go, Darlene. Darlene Parkins from Kentucky. Karen Weaver from Kentucky. Jim Weaver from Kentucky. Sue from Knoxville. Adrian from Kentucky. Mike from Kentucky. Celie from Nashville. Elaine from Indiana. Kathy from Kentucky. Deanna from Georgia. Dawn, Georgia. Shona in Springfield, Tennessee. Oh! Has anybody seen the movie yet? Yes! Now, has anybody been in the movie? So we're going to see you guys up here on the screen here in a few minutes, huh? All right. So let's get excited. Come on. Yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight here at the Nashville Film Fest, and we're going to be talking about the movie after we watch the movie. We're going to do a little review of it. Not only that, what we're going to do is also talk to the fans after they've seen the movie. What we're going to do is talk to a lot of people here. We're going to have a good time, and here it comes. Hours ago, we were at the Florida Film Festival, and we just got off the flight and came racing over here. And it's nice. I know we have a lot of Rick fans. We're all kind of grouped together, so in the back, you know, hopefully you'll be cheering as loud as they are by the end. And um, thanks, guys. I know some of you drove from uh, far distances. We have our brilliant editor, David Dean, in the back there. And some other fun guests that Melanie and I got to become friends with along the way. I want to introduce Melanie Lenz-Janning, my producing partner, and let her say the show. We're going to do a Q&A. Hi, everyone. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've never been to Nashville before, so this is really exciting to be uh-huh. here. And I want to thank the original Rickaholics. Everybody else, this has really been, this has been a dream come true for me. And it's been such a journey. And it's just beginning. Um, Sylvia is very humble, but she won an Outstanding Direction Award at the Florida Film Festival. And during to pick one special award and that's what they chose and it was for Sylvia and an affair of the heart. Very again, we're kind of jet lagged so it's not that we're not enthused it's just we're kind of living the Rick Springfield rock star lifestyle right now. But it's great and please if you haven't had your picture taken before you leave have your picture taken because we're all on the Yellow Rick Road. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're doing an Indiegogo campaign. I know you guys are here for the movie so that's what we'll, we'll do now and thank you all so much. Well, we just watched the Rick Springfield movie as you hear the uh, applause from the people in attendance, and we're about to have a QA. and a I have Melanie Lenzchani, my producing partner and also the executive producer and the person behind the marketing and that great campaign with the Yellow Rick Road. This is Melanie and then David Dean, our editor. All right, so we're here to answer your questions. What made you start this project? Well, it's funny because we have obviously very different answers to that. I knew about, uh, I was going to say David Bowie, oh my God. I knew, I knew about Rick, I, I was a David Bowie fan growing up, not really a Rick Springfield fan. I knew about him and um, I thought he was cute and I liked a couple of songs, but I didn't know he was still performing or even writing new music until I got to know Melanie and she was a fan and she got me a free ticket to a concert, saw that. A few years later, we were talking about working together and um, after kind of witnessing his edge, that he had now that I didn't remember in the 80s, and just the kind of the, the love, the deter- you know, the, just the passion that his fans have to follow him. The way I, I was like, gosh, these are like 
deadheads of today. You know, I, went, I went to college in Vermont where lots of deadheads, and my roommate would disappear for three weeks at a time to go follow the dead. And so I thought, this is fascinating, because it's grown-ups, it's you know, people that have known them their whole life. And so you know, we thought that it would make a very interesting story. And, and, and it's something different to, to kind of see a reciprocal relationship between a, you know, a music star and, and a fan. So. Yeah, I've been a loyal Rick Springfield fan since 1981, and I just got sick and tired of people acting like, you know, he was cheesy, or they didn't understand, or they thought I was joking when I'd say Rick Springfield's my favorite musician. So in my heart, I always wanted to do something. To be quite honest, that it's on this level blows me away, because I just felt somehow I want the world to see Rick the way I've always seen him. And um, a lot of you I met on that first Rick Springfield cruise, and at that point, I took my son Drake, as in Dr. Noah Drake, because I didn't have that. <laughs> I, um, I didn't have any, I was like the only one in my little area that felt like this about Rick. And then I went on the cruise and saw 1,200 other people and thought, oh my God, I'm like a moderate fan. How can that be? So that's kind of, and I was so excited. I met Sylvia 12 years ago and was so impressed. and have been just waiting like I knew we were going to collaborate one day and the fact that it's this is just truly a dream come true and then pulling in this magician who Sylvia had worked with in the past and kept raving I'm going to let him speak for a second our editor David just rocked it big time thanks the thing for me was that I wasn't a fan going into this at all uh, I knew the songs I knew the hits but I didn't know anything about him. And so the first footage that I saw were the four nights of the Milwaukee concert. So I got to see the whole concerts, you know, all of them back to back to back to back. And it surprised it was, that's Rick Springfield? You know, it, it's, a lot of people have said about his latest album, Venus in Overdrive, that if he put it out under another name, it would have sold much more. But putting his name on it kept it from getting the airplay that it deserved. So part of what I wanted to do with it is to share the surprise that I felt going into it with people like me who would watch this and say, that's Rick Springfield. And that's how, that, that was my first uh, excitement uh, with the film. And it was so painful to edit because everybody had such great stories that each one of his fan, each one of his fans could have had a documentary just on them. So we were all, you know, I mean, it was painful to say, oh God, do we have, I mean, that, that's the story and we have to let that one go. So when we put out the DVD, a lot of the extras will include some amazing stories. And before I forget, because I'm kind of all over the place, Melanie Knuff right here. Question, but just more of a thank you. I'm a, I'm a musician in Los Angeles, and this is a really good um, message that this is what this is why you're a musician is to offer that healing. And it's a service industry. And when I sat down here tonight, I was not a Rick Springfield fan, and now I am. So I appreciate. That's Double G of Hip Hop Maestro there, and you got to see his film at the festival if you awesome. haven't already. Who am I speaking with right now? 
This is Double G, I'm the conductor of Dakar Hip Hop Orchestra in LA, I'm here at Nashville Film Festival, repping uh, Hip Hop Maestro. All right, and you have a film here. Yes, uh, the film is called Hip Hop Maestro, and it's a, it's a documentary about the 70 piece Dakar Hip Hop Orchestra. We play uh, funk and hip hop and R&B in the symphonic context. Well, you just watched the Rick Springfield movie, and your thoughts? Well, I was very surprised. Um, as I told them before, I was not a Rick Springfield fan, and uh, I didn't really know more. I didn't know he was still performing, and then uh, he, I really got a sense of his uh, his heart in the movie. And uh, you know, kind of music is a service industry, you know, and uh, you're you're there as a musician to serve those who come to to come to the concerts. And it seems like he really has his. He's setting a great example for other musicians in that way. Very good. Thank you very much sure. for talking to us. Absolutely. What did you think about the movie? I thought it was wonderful. I've loved Rick since the 80s. What's your name? Margaret from, Nash from Nashville, Tennessee. All right. You've seen him in concert a few times. Um, just a few. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Don, what did you think about the movie? I saw you behind the piano bar there. Yes, I was in it, which I think is wonderful. I'm like, I'm at my debut here. But yes, I think it's great. It portrays us in a really good light, and I, I appreciate that. And it shows Rick is a good light, too. So everybody else can see how wonderful he is. <laughs> and you're pretty nice yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and so are you. <laughs> so what do you think? What did you think about the movie? Loved it. It was so great. And so and so much better even than from when it played on the cruise. The cuts, everything was everything was great. And what's your name? Where are you from? Elaine from Indianapolis. <laughs> Hi, what do you think, ladies? I loved it. And you? Loved it. All right. Is this your first time? And I actually saw it at the cruise. You saw on the it on the cruise, cruise too. Yeah. It's so much better on the big screen. It is? <laughs> yes. So how did y'all see it on the cruise? They showed it. This is Darlene, by the way. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, we got a, a private screening uh -huh. uh, on, the, on the boat up on the Lido deck. Oh, okay. Great, you know, but it was good here. So what did you think of it? Uh, I really thought a lot of it. Nothing surprised me because being around him so many years, years. there, but it was fun. The way it was, it was just... Yeah. The only, I think the only drawback I thought was it should have had y'all in it more. Well, they inter <laughs> they interviewed us, but we, we we were one of the ones that went on Didn't the make floor. The cut. <laughs> yeah. no. Maybe we'll make the one night on the cruise, we all wore working class dog uniforms. We made them, and they interviewed us in those. So we were hoping, but we didn't. We didn't make it. But we we couldn't make the DVD. I made the piano bar. I saw that. They had you almost zoomed in on the piano bar. <laughs> no speaking part, which is probably great. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you guys? Oh, our money made the screen with Eric. That was really nice to see. Oh, that was y'all's money. That was our money. Yeah, we, had, we made Rick money for the cruises, first and second year. Rick's got some that he took the first cruise, and there's quite a lot of people on the other cruises that's got it. We've salted the seas quite well. Scott, <laughs> tell me how you thought about the movie. What you thought? It was awesome. It was. No, come on. <laughs> Get a little bit better than that. These are the first people in line. Yes. For <laughs> yeah, we got to see our Ricky baby. Oh, okay. He's awesome. Where are you from? Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Your name? Tomatha. Tina. All right, Tomatha and Tina, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you seen this before? No. Oh, this is your first time to see this? Yes, first time. It was awesome. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for talking to me. I appreciate oh, it. No problem. Anytime. Anytime? Okay. I got your phone number. <laughs> Anytime. About 3 o'clock in the morning, I might call you. Hey, what are you doing? I don't know. You said call any time. Uh, I was sleeping, but now I'm talking to you. <laughs> 
I'm standing here talking to the creators of Yellow Rick Road Productions. Is that right? Yes. Tell everybody your name. I'm Melanie Lynch Janney. Sylvia Kaminer. Now, y'all come up with this idea to create a movie, a documentary on Rick and his fans, which we just saw and we loved, by the way. Thank you. I mean, there was nobody disappointed in that movie. Thank you. I know. It's very, it's humbling, but we're excited. <laughs> it's fun. There's a lot of laughter, which is great. So laugh out loud in a doc is pretty cool. How did you find the fans that you, that you had on the film? Well, you know, I've been a part of the fan community for a long time, so... There's a Melanie talk. I'm Melanie speaking, <laughs> yes. And then when we could publicly announce this, what we did was we did an open casting call. We had hundreds of submissions, and each one could have been their own documentary. So it was a hard decision, but we wanted a diverse group that really showed that Rick appeals to people of all ages and all backgrounds, and whether they're married or single, you know... We wanted to show diversity in his mass appeal, and um, we're really happy with the seven that we selected. Again, we wish we could have done hundreds, but it wouldn't have made a 90-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of cutting on the uh, left on the floor there. Y'all said something about 200 hours of filming? Yeah, yeah. about when you add it all up, there's about 200 hours of footage. Yep, it's a lot. Yeah. So, all right, what was you, each one of you's role for this project? What was your role? Um, I was the director, and I also produced it with Melanie. And Melanie's role mainly? Mainly producer. I also executive produced. So I really helped raise the funding and the, I did the marketing behind it and a lot of the business, more the more business boring stuff. Now you just came back from Florida for the Florida Film Festival and tell me about the results there. I hear something, some pretty big results there. Huh? Well, yes, we won a special uh, jury award, which is great. And we had two very full screenings sold out. And the crowd really seemed to enjoy it. And Rick was at the second screening, and that was very cool. And he wasn't in Nashville, though. I know, but we live in Florida, so, you know, although, yeah, Nashville, it's awesome to be here, the music capital, mm -hmm. you know, there's amazing docs here, and just to be a part of it is incredible. Where's next? Next is Hot Docs, which is in Toronto. Toronto, okay. Yes, we leave on Wednesday, and um, it's the largest documentary film festival in North America, so we're really excited, and we're going to keep traveling on the Yellow Rick Road. After the festivals, what's the next plan for this project? Well, we're, we have a sales agent on who's taking it to distributors, and we're looking at potential theatrical release, and then, you know, video on demand, and DVD, and online, and all those different avenues, as well as international. That'll be for the world, yeah. And television. And television, of course. Follow us either on Facebook, on Twitter, we're Yellow Rick Road, and our, our website is rickspringfielddoc.com, and you can keep up with where we go. One more question. Did you try to get Rick's wife involved in the movie? You know, from the beginning, he made it pretty clear that, you know, his his family, that's his private space. And, now I was going to ask about his sons, too, so I'm yeah, glad you said family. Yeah, so um, we respected that, and, you know, we were able, it was kind of one of those serendipitous things that we were able to pull his wife in, in the piano bar. Mm -hmm. But we really respected the fact that, you know, he's protective of his family, and our movie was really more about the fans and his connection with his fans, so... There was really no need. And if you're interested in his family, read his book. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you both, Melanie Sylvia, for taking the time to speak with me and for inviting Concert Blast down here for the screening. I really enjoyed it. And I think America will and the world will enjoy it as well. So get out there and see it if you, if you get a chance to. An Affair of the Heart, produced by Yellow Rick Roads Productions. There you go, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
If you're going to ever want to see this movie, you'll learn more about Rick Springfield in his personal life as well as his personal life with his fans. We have a couple of those people here. Hi, I'm Dawn. I'm Sue. And you've heard Sue on our show many times because she's uh, reviewed two Rick concerts with us. We can always depend on somebody from Knoxville, right? That's right. That's what we're here for. I like how the movie started with the encore yell, and he's backstage, and he's wiping his sweat, and then he runs out there on the stage, and he finishes like his encore while the whole thing begins. Didn't you see Mark Goodman up there from the old MTV days when they played music, actually? And then I was really surprised when they showed Linda Blair on the screen. Well, Linda and Rick used to date years and years ago. When she was just a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So in the 70s, Linda Blair and Rick Springfield dated for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, for a good while. Which became her love for rock stars, I guess. (laughs) Because she went to Neil Girardo, Ted Nugent, and others. I I forgot that. that. You're right. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that, but that's a possibility. (laughs) So then they, they focused in on a kid. A little kid by the age of three years old by the name of Dustin who, through the movie, ended up being on stage with Rick Springfield when he was like 14, was it? Playing guitar with him. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, we're going to hear a lot from Dustin, yeah, I, think. I think. so. They also focused on a, a couple of ladies by the name of Sue and Joanne. Now, have y'all met these ladies? Uh, no. Facebook. Yeah, I haven't met them face to face. I know Lori, who's in the movie, but not not the two not from the Jersey. Two, not the two girls. With from their hus- Jersey. Yeah. Their husbands. <laughs> yeah, and their husbands. So it was really good when the husbands came out on and surprised them by going backstage and hanging out with Rick and meeting him and Rick talking to him. And uh, I think he actually eased their mind. Yeah. But Rick looked kind of nervous on screen there tonight. <laughs> he was meeting those those guys. Yeah, because those guys were pretty big. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah, the, the yeah, arms he, on that one. He usually, yeah, he usually has the wives there to uh, protect him from the husband. He yeah. said, "This is really strange for me to meet husbands only." <laughs> but it was uh, it was all good, and uh, they pulled a little prank on their wives by having them to walk out in front of the stage there during Jesse's Girl, which is really good. Yeah. They were surprised, weren't they? Yeah, yes, they, they, were. they were. Pretty shocked. <laughs> just, just don't let my husband do that. Oh, okay. he, he's, he's not allowed. <laughs> not within 120 miles. He's not allowed. Then it went to the European festival in Sweden, where all the guys said, "Rick Springfield, what's he doing on this tour?" Because it's Guns and Roses, Aerosmith, and Slayer, and some more heavy metal rockers. But by the time Rick did his second song, he had them in the palm of his hand, didn't he? They were singing and jumping up and down. I was impressed, and they knew the words. Can I say that I have a bootleg of that concert, Dude, and it's really? fabulous? Yeah, yeah. And where's my coffee? <laughs> The movie introduced a, a fan who had a, many heart surgeries. Now, is this the lady y'all have met before? What's her name? Lori. Lori. Yeah. Uh, Lori's great. She's airplane girl to Rick. Um, I met her on the first cruise when Rick did karaoke night, and she sign-languaged my father's chair while he sang it because her friend that came with her was deaf, so she did the sign language while Rick sang the song. And I went up to her afterwards and told her that it was just beautiful because it made me cry because my dad having passed, and the song makes me cry every time 
made me cry tonight when it was in the movie. Yeah. I mean, actually, that was very emotional. Oh, yeah. the, that part of the movie was very emotional. I, of course, was in there that night, and it's, it was like that. You could just... Everybody. Like he said, the, a cathedral yeah, type feeling. It was. It was wonderful. Rick opens those emotions up to us. Rick got real close with his fans on the big cruise that he does every year. What well, did every year, right? So did, yeah. The last one was the last one. And now this year he's going to Cancun. Is it all inclusive? And all us. No one else will be there. Can't wait. But I like the other people that was in the movie who wasn't with the Rick fans. That was very entertaining, I thought. And Darlene's just shaking her head yes. What do you have to say about it? I think they needed to be in there because it kind of, they saw how we were. And, yeah, some of us are a little over, you know, the top. We like him. There were some that were over the top. At least they thought y'all were over the top. And then there were some that understood it. But, you know, we're not over the top. We're all, we all have jobs. We all have families, grandkids, some of us. You know, we just, it's our hobby. And we've met people that we, we would have never met you. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know these people four years ago, and now they're my best friends. Yeah. You know? We've we've all become a big family. This is a big reunion every time we come to Nashville. I think the major reason that I know all you guys is because Dawn's coat. Fair <laughs> sure. Yes. And, and I'm going to try to put that picture that we got of you on our web website again so everybody know what we're talking about. <laughs> so go to concertblast.com if you're listening to this from somewhere else and look at Dawn and her coat. And Tom was very impressed with that. He just died laughing when he saw it. We had just interviewed Rick, came outside, and there was a line of 200 people going down the sidewalk, and there's Dawn in her coat, and I said, we got to focus on that lady. That's what's so funny. We saw her coming down in that coat, and it's like, look, look at that girl in that yeah. coat. And now we've been friends for, what, six, five, six years? Yeah. When you talk about the cruise, and we talked about my father's chair, my favorite part of what I've seen from the cruise in the movie has to be the piano bar where he takes it over for a couple of hours. It was wonderful. It's this little bitty place. The first night we saw it, we didn't know where it was. And we go by, and it's this little glass room. It's called the Apollo. So Rick plays the Apollo. But we were like, Darlene, how did we get in here? Darlene and Karen and I, Karen, there's a door. I said, come on. So we go in there and we start climbing over people till we got over to the piano bar. And we ended up like right next to the bar listening to him sing. And then from then on, that was a every cruise event. Somebody proposed to their girlfriend on the cruise, and Rick had them up on the stage. And that was very neat how the guy says when I first met her, she had to be a Rick Springfield fan. Now, that's odd. That's odd. <laughs> it's odd for it to be coming from the guy's side. Yes. But they exist. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> very, very seldom exists, but they're out there. Yeah, I'd like to find one of those guys. That's a cool thing. So know? if you're one of those guys are out there, you can uh, contact Don through ConcertBlast.com. You didn't like how someone said Rick Springsteen? In the movie, they, interviewed, they were talking to someone who said that. It's and they said, no, it's Rick Springfield. Well, my first encounter with Rick was... I said, tell everybody I'm talking to. He goes, Bruce. <laughs> I said, no, come on, come on. You know your name, come on. <laughs> and, and he just lightened everything for me from that on, that point on. Yeah, he makes you comfortable. He made, he made it easy for us. Have you ever seen our video interview of him? He's dancing around before we get started. So he makes everybody's job easier. When... We've seen the movie. We talked about the highlights. What's your favorite part? Now, y'all think about it. I'm going to go around the horn here. Y'all tell me your favorite part of the movie. 
him singing My Father's Chair in the Piano Bar because I was there and it makes me cry every time. And how they focus on Darlene right after. <laughs> yes. Right behind you, actually. Yes, John. we were right, with, well, we were standing there crying. What's your favorite part? My favorite part was when, with the two husbands, when the nice husband was talking all about how he wants his wife to be happy and he's happy to help her to be happy and he understands where it's coming from because that's what my husband does. Because he's so good, he's running across putting our name in at a restaurant, because that's what he does. There you go. All right, Darlene, what's your favorite part? I like the Swedish Rock Festival. Yes. Because they didn't really, like, why was he at this rock festival? Yes. And then you look out, and they're singing the songs. They're jumping up and down. They got him. Yeah. It didn't take long for them to get him either. Yeah, and I mean, he won them over. Okay, Sue. I liked when he was doing the book tour, and I forget who was interviewing him, but he was talking about the depression. He teared up, got emotional, and that's just him. He eviscerates himself. I mean, opens up to the world, and it just spills out. Okay, your turn. What is it? Uh, first, I'll tell everybody who I'm talking with. Elaine from Indianapolis. And? I think probably when he first started with Dustin, the, oh, the yeah. guitar playing kid, because... I've taken my granddaughter already, when she was four years old, to see Rick, and um, he's so kind. She got to go up on stage, she got to, you know, she got to sing with him, and watching him interact with the kids is just great. I love it. I and lo- he still does. I, I know. I love his compassion with the kids and how he, he hooks up with them. I love that part. Okay, talk to me. I'm Deanna. I'm from Georgia. And I would say that some of the fans' stories, like the airplane lady, Dustin, just how he you know, connects with the fans, you know, and I think that's my favorite part. It's the Weaver family. (laughs) This is Karen from Kentucky. I like the Swedish rock star part of it. When he goes through the crowd and and it just shocks the people. And he shows you all the bruises from it afterwards. Yeah, that was pretty nice. (laughs) But the people there, a lot of them just didn't seem interested in seeing him. And then everybody's jumping up and down and screaming. And all these guys are screaming. That's what's funny about it. (laughs) I like that part also. But I I like the part where he interacts with uh, Dustin, is it? The young boy? It starts out showing him at the hotel, and then it backtracks and picks up how he connected with him earlier, and it shows how he nurtured him through a little bit, I guess. The father, you know, being with the son, kind of like what Rick, I think, missed with his depression at home. Because in his book he says, you know, that he he couldn't talk to some people, his family, they didn't understand. And I think he kind of connects with them sort of that way, not that maybe the boy has any problems, but through the music. You can see, I think that's his healing part, is in the music. So I think he's trying to share that with everybody and that young boy also. Well, guys, you just heard everybody who traveled in from all over to see An Affair of the Heart, the Rick Springfield documentary, here at the Nashville Film Festival. Hey, here comes a man here. What's going on, man? My name is Jared. Oh, Jared, tell me about yourself. I have a music doc that's debuting or or world premiere tomorrow, Uh uh, 4.30. It's about soldiers who are active duty in the Army, and they trial for this Army musical called The Soldier Show. They stand on these audition tapes, and there's like a whole audition process. And if they make it, they get retrained as military musicians or performers, and then they go out on this uh, nine-month 
world tour entertaining troops and their families. Wow. And you did the documentary on this? I did the documentary. I was I was the audio engineer for the show. Does it go through other countries? Does it follow them on the tour? It follows them from their training till the actual tour. We went as far as Korea. This is the, the documentary is about their journey. Tell us the name of the movie. The name of the movie is called Major Rockstar. How long did it take you to film this? Just that nine months? Or? Um, I was there for about ten months total or so. I had really didn't have intention of making a documentary out of it. I just was there as the audio engineer, but I saw a really fantastic story and got a camera and made a documentary. That's <laughs> awesome. The nice thing, though, is because I was part of the crew, eventually everybody stopped seeing me with a camera. And they just, their guard got down a little bit and became real comfortable. So I just, you know, became embedded with the show that way. Thank you for talking to us, man. Yeah, no Appreciate problem. it. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Mike signing off. So Let's see you next time. God bless you. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I didn't get it. My voice is too rough right now. <laughs>